0: strategies and interviews that will accelerate your personal and business success and now here's your host dr joe
1: hello welcome to the show which is all about how to facilitate a goal setting workshop so this is a complement to an earlier show that i've done around goal setting and we're going to focus on the next phase of that really which is how do you set yourself up to succeed with those business goals. So in this show, I'll be sharing with you some evidence-based insights, tools, and approaches on how to facilitate a goal achievement workshop for your business, or a mini retreat if you're working on your own. Maybe you are a solopreneur, or maybe you're a leader with a team and you just want some time to think things through for yourself. So you can either do these with teams or you can do these activities on your own. What this will also help you do is to de-risk your important business goals, preventing them from falling by the wayside as the year progresses. This will help you build and maintain momentum over the weeks and months ahead and to help you to identify strategies to keep going with things, You know, keep moving and making progress towards the goals. And of course, as usual, I'll be giving you a full agenda and activities for a time efficient team workshop or an individual away day or retreat that will give you clarity and greater motivation for sustained action to hopefully reboot that motivation one thing i would say is before you dive into these goal achievement activities and focusing on that of course you need to do the goal setting piece so deciding what your goals are going to be setting those and being really clear about those is essential If you haven't done that yet, then I do recommend that you have a look at the previous resources I've created for you. These are all free. You can have a look at the How to Facilitate a Goal Setting Workshop, which is on the bigbangpartnership.co.uk website. You'll also find the video that goes with that on youtube so that's on the big bang partnership youtube channel and that takes around about two two and a half hours as a session and what you can do is do that and then follow on with this session either on the same day if you want to make a day of it or you can put a bit of time in between and then follow up with this session after Another resource, which isn't from me, but I'd like to really flag to you because it's such a good, such really good stuff, is the Science of Setting and Achieving Goals by Andrew Huberman and the Huberman Lab podcast, which you can find on YouTube. So just search for Huberman Lab. That's H-U-B-E-R-M-A-N lab on YouTube. Andrew Huberman is a Stanford neuroscientist and he uses the latest research to help us live better, more productive, successful lives. It's really, really great stuff. So um, have a listen to that. Let's get on with the goal achievement activities for you. There are some things, some critical success factors that you really need to put in place to Enhance the success opportunity for for going for those goals that you've set for yourself. The first one, of course, is for everyone to have goal clarity. If you've got a team, it's essential that everybody is really clear on what the goals are and what the priorities are ahead. And if you're working on your own, it's important that you're clear as well in terms of what are your important goals. And again there's more resources in the the goal setting blog and video that i've talked about and what goal clarity means is that everybody involved in pursuing the goals that you've got has a crystal clear understanding of what the goals are why they're important and what the measures of success are so that's the first critical success factor The second is to focus on activities that make a meaningful contribution to actually achieving those goals. I call these power moves because they help you make significant progress and step change. It's really easy to get into feeling busy and feeling like we're doing something and being productive, whereas, actually, what we're doing sometimes are just small things that aren't getting traction. So, we need to identify The things that will create real traction towards achieving those goals and focus on those, not on all the small stuff around the edges. Focus on agreeing the highest potential power moves instead of a long list of indiscriminate, mainly inconsequential actions that aren't really going to bite and move us forward. The other critical success factor is to convert your power moves into micro actions with defined time scales. Converting your power moves into micro actions simply means taking those big moves and breaking them down into tiny, tiny steps, things that are really easy to achieve, and putting a time scale around each one of those. And what happens is so you're doing those tiny, tiny steps to get to the bigger step is you are creating a compound effect. So this creates momentum, it creates motivation, but it actually accelerates your goal achievement overall. The agenda that I'm going to share with you puts all of those critical success factors into action so that you're using them to think about how you're going to go after and achieve your goals. And the final one is forecasting the likely and external obstacles ahead. Forecast what you think could go wrong, whether it's outside the business or inside the business. Think about what's likely to happen Sometimes there are things that you just know are going to get in the way, certain busy times of year. So thinking through what's going to happen and when you're best making the progress. It sounds obvious, doesn't it? But with a bit of planning, we can work a lot smarter and a lot more productively for achieving goals. Create a plan for any obstacles that could happen before they actually do. There's a psychologist called Gabriella Ertingen, and she calls this mental contrasting. She's even created an acronym for it, which is WOOP, W-O-O-P, WOOP. And that stands for Wish, Outcome, Obstacle, Plan. It means deciding what you want, that's the wish, deciding what the outcome is going to be, and identify any obstacles that might get between you and achieving what you want to accomplish, and then create a plan for it. And if you do that, then the science shows, the research shows, that we will... Be able to preempt things that could get in our way, and we'll be ready for them, and we'll be so much more successful in actually keeping going and, and problem solving and getting around those things to make the progress that we want to make. Forecasting likely internal and external obstacles ahead is a really good thing to integrate into the workshop, and I've put that into your agenda as well. And of course, remember that what gets measured gets done. Our action goes where our focus lies and in order to maintain team motivation and consistency just keep everybody going it's so important to track progress against where we think we should be or where we would like to be and keep it live keep talking about it have a regular cadence of meetings and regroups to see how things are going it's no good just setting goals and then expecting everybody to run away and get on with things you know, and and not talk about them because they will for a while and then other priorities will come in. Remember that what gets measured gets done, keep talking about it, put in regular time and track how you're doing against how you would like to be doing and that really helps with that momentum. This is really good. The agenda is coming up right now and it will help you to reboot motivation, instill new habits, help you foresee and plan for dealing with potential obstacles and also create some joined up thinking and action whether that's simply in your own head or if that's across the team or a wider organization this is a really good thing to do we start with getting started which is your welcome introduction purpose and warm-up we then move into a session around goal clarity which is a refresher on the goals and kpi set for the year The next piece is to do your goal achievement planning, which is idea generation, prioritisation and development. Then you'll do some overcoming obstacles with some mental contrasting activities. And finally, next steps, your power moves, agile project planning and micro actions. So that's the shape of the overall agenda. And what I'm going to do now is to take each part of that agenda and walk you through what it is and give you some ideas for different activities you can do either solo or with your team to help think about your goal achievement and plan that so getting started as always you need to welcome everybody give an introduction in terms of why you're here what's the purpose of the session and warm everybody up i've got lots of ideas for icebreakers, warm-ups and energizers on the bigbangpartnership.co.uk website they're all free have a look at the blog even if people know each other Always get them to warm up first. They might have been doing other things, thinking about other things. So you need to bring their heads into the room ready to focus on the the tasks and the activities and the collaboration ahead. So do that first. And then what I, I recommend is that you have a session on goal clarity. This is where you would refresh people on the goals or remind yourself, what what goals have you set? Why were they important? Also have a look at the KPIs or key performance indicators, hopefully, that you've set yourself for the year. All they are, are the measurable things that will tell you whether or not you've achieved the goal and that you can track throughout the year to tell if you are on course or not to achieve what it is you want to achieve. Have a session, share that, get those out, make sure you're clear. that and that everybody else is is clear on that too so that you're all starting from the same point and that people are reminded in terms of what those goals are the next piece is then is to think about how to achieve those goals so we are now into the idea generation prioritization and development stage and for this I think it's great just to grab some sticky notes and to do a brain dump um, so that you're writing down on sticky notes everything you think needs to be done in order to achieve those goals and maybe questions and concerns about getting there as well you could get those out at the same time but really focusing on what ideas you've got about going for those goals. Make sure that you write one item only per sticky note because then what you can do either working on your own or as a team is cluster those sticky notes into themes that are similar from there you can talk about what ideas you've got what what you want to take forward and at least you've got to start in terms of everybody's thinking is out on the table or on the wall or on the virtual whiteboard for you to see where people's minds are at an alternative to that if you like a bit more structure is to use the lotus blossom technique and i really like this i like it so much i've actually created a separate blog and video all of its own so you can find the Lotus blossom video on YouTube and the Lotus blossom blog on the Big Bang website as well and what you do is you have really nine separate nine box grids in the very middle box you put what the goal is and then in each of the other eight boxes um, in the grid the ones at the top to the sides and the bottom you would have uh, ideas in terms of how you're going to achieve that goal and you'd number those boxes one to eight and then around the other eight nine box grids you would extend the thinking and create mini grids for each of the the themes and the ideas that you've had in numbers one to eight so you're expanding your thinking out. You're opening your thinking up. That's why it's called the Lotus Blossom. It is so good. And what it does is it encourages people to think more deeply. Um, you get more content and more ideas from people uh, because they're not just going with the first thing. You're getting the first thing and then you're expanding on that and expanding on it again. So it's a really productive and really successful technique to use. A couple of ideation things for you there. And once you've picked which ideas you want to use in, in terms of how to get those goals, the next piece is really to do some mental contrasting. This will help you with overcoming obstacles. Pick the what you think are the best things, the most helpful things from the idea generation session, from your lotus blossom or from the clustering, and then start to think about, okay, so what obstacles are there? What things could get in the way? us going for it and and really achieving our goals what do we need to put in place as well how can we de-risk it and enhance our chances of success now here are a few different activities that you can do you might not want to do all of them so you might pick one or two of these and use them because you think they they really suit what your business goals are the first of them is stakeholder mapping and here it's about mapping out which stakeholders are essential to you succeeding in achieving your goals. And draw two axes. So on the horizontal axis, you would have one for stakeholders commitment to your idea. And on the vertical axis, you have the stakeholders authority or influence over your idea. So for instance, you could have somebody who you really need their support, right? You you need them to say yes to various things if you are going to achieve your business goals. But they're unlikely to say yes if they're not interested in or committed to what it is you want to do. You probably need them to be both. Map out using, again, more sticky notes on your grid, where you think the individual stakeholders for your business goals are. Now, remember that the definition of a stakeholder is anyone who has an interest in or is affected by what it is you're planning to do. It's really good to get key decision makers mapped out different customer groups mapped out also teams and employees colleagues mapped out as well so you can think about you know where is everybody so stakeholders you to put in the low um, influence low interest category that's fine you don't necessarily need them to be on board so it doesn't matter if they're there and, and not, not particularly interested if you have stakeholders who are really really important you need them to be fully behind you and sign off on the things you want to do or support or um, encourage or enable things but they're not interested then you know that you need to work harder on communicating with them understanding their perspective and collaborating so that hopefully you can increase their interest in and commitment to the goal that you have Obviously, if you've got stakeholders who have high levels of interest and commitment and high levels of influence and authority, that's amazing. That's a really, really good sign. And the job there is to keep communicating, make sure they continue to be on board with what you're wanting to do. And then finally, if you have stakeholders who are really interested in what you're doing and really supportive, but they're not particularly influential, well, you know, how can you leverage that support, keep people engaged and use that positively to help them and you to to fuel their interest as well as support your project or your goals? Once you've got all those stakeholders mapped out, what you can then do is put in place a communication and an update plan to let people know where you are with things, to work out what you need to do or who you need to sit down with in order to get people on side and understanding and committed and collaborating effectively so that your goals are benefiting them as well. Another activity that you might want to do is a forward review. So this is really simple. It's about getting out the calendar for the next year or however long it could be shorter, three months, six months or whatever, and identifying what are the times of year or events that are going to happen that you know about, that could get in the way of you achieving your goals or help you achieve those goals. And then it's about either using the events or planning around them so that you have foresight of that. So that's part of mental contrasting because sometimes future events that we know about can help us or hinder us. Get those out, get the calendar out and decide um, how you're gonna manage that when those things happen. Another great mental contrasting activity is bulletproofing. Here, all you're doing is you are surfacing potential risks and opportunities for each of the ideas you've had in your sticky note clustering or in your lotus blossom activity for achieving your goals. And you think about what are the major problems with this? What can stop this happening? How likely is it? Is it likely or unlikely? Is it going to be a big problem if it happens or a little problem? So you're thinking about likelihood and impact. And then, of course, the next piece is to say, well, if something is likely and could be a major problem, what am I going to do about it? And how are we going to plan for that if that does happen? So that goes back to Gabriella Ertingen's whoop, doesn't it? Wish, outcome, obstacle, plan. That's what you're doing with this activity. I also recommend that you do this for opportunities as well. Sometimes we can get so into risk we forget about the opportunity side so do exactly the same but this time you're doing it for the opportunity so what opportunities are there with these ideas how likely are they to occur and would it be a really big opportunity or a small one and then for likely opportunities that that show some promise and can really help you you think about what you're going to do to make the most of those and to hopefully help those opportunities to actually happen an alternative is the help and hinder activity. Super simple, hugely effective, sometimes the most simple things are the best. And with help and hinder, firstly you think about what things will help you to achieve your goals, and you get a big list of those out. And what things will hinder the achievement of your goals, and you get a list of those. And then for each of those lists, think about how you can proactively use the things that will help you and write down how you can do that. And then think about what. how can you proactively overcome or get round the things that are likely to hinder you achieving your goals. And write those down as well. So you've got a list of things that are likely to help. A list of things that are likely to hinder you. With plans to either use things that help or overcome or get round the things that hinder you. What you can do as well is prioritise these. So that the things that are most likely to help or the things that are going to help you the most the things that are most likely to hinder you and the things that are going to hinder you the most. You might want to spend more time on prioritising those things. And the last of the activities for mental contrasting is if-then. The if-then activity is simply mapping out if this happens and then insert the thing that you think could happen then and then complete the sentence with what you're going to do if that happens If we're focused on the economy and you know we're really worried about pricing, then we are going to and then decide what it is you're going to do about pricing. So you keep doing that for all the things that you think could happen, whether they are positive things or whether they're things that could negatively disrupt you achieving your goals. And this is direct mental contrasting. So remember, all these activities that I'm sharing with you have been demonstrated with scientific research evidence that they really help us achieve our goals. And that's true in life, but it's, it's true in business. So we're, we're thinking ahead, we're de-risking, we're making sure that we are working smarter. And then the final piece in the agenda is next steps. I talked earlier about power moves, the things that are gonna make the big difference. with Thinking about agile project planning and micro actions. A few things you could do here. One of them is to use the blockbusters technique. Blockbusters is a quiz show in the nineteen eighties in the UK, and I actually was a contestant as a teenager on this show. But essentially, what you had to do is you had to get from one side of the board to the other side by answering questions. You either had to go from left to right on the board or from top to bottom on the board, and one one team played another. And up here, where you are now, down the left hand side, and where you want to be on the right hand side, which is your goals. And then you you look at five key steps that are going to get you from where you are now to where you want to be. So you're mapping out how you're going to get from here to there in five steps. Another alternative is for each of the ideas that you've had and that you've chosen to take forward is to think about what is the significant power move that you can make that idea to make it happen and make it happen successfully so what's the big move so the big move could be uh, i don't know a marketing campaign or a linkedin launch or a new product idea and then underneath that think about three specific actions to support the big overarching power move So that might be create a product design, test the products, give the product a name. Then you would do some more actions to complete before the end of the year. So think about what you'd need to do. And then the next level down is immediate actions, things you can do, small micro actions that you can do straight away or very quickly or within the next week or two weeks. Um, to move that forward and make it happen so that's how you take a big overarching power move something big that you need to do and then think about three specific actions that sit underneath it to deliver it then the detailed actions that you want to do before the end of the year and the things you're going to do right now so you're creating a bit of a hierarchy of actions there so that's it hopefully you've got some ideas there but just to recap Spend a couple of hours, two, two and a half hours, something like that. Make sure you've done the goal setting activities first before you tackle this. See my previous goal setting YouTube video and blog on the bigbangpartnership.co.uk website. Get into it, get yourselves warmed up, clear on why you're here, refresh yourself on the goals that you've set and why you've set them and what the KPIs are. Think about how you're doing against those so far. And then get into some idea generation using something like sticky notes clustering or the lotus blossom technique to open up your ideas around how you're going to achieve those goals. And then pick the best ones or the most productive ideas that you've had. Think about overcoming obstacles that are going to get in the way through mental contrasting tools like if, then, help and hinder and the others that I've shared And then finally, get really clear on the next steps. Think about the power moves, the things you're going to do to drive your goals forward, to create traction with your goals. And then think about the lower level actions that sit underneath those big actions until you insert the immediate things, the small things that you could crack on and do straight away as soon as you've done all of this. I hope you found that useful. Um, Let me know what you think. I'm always here to help. Do let me know if there's anything that you think you'd like more explanation of or any resources I can send to you. I've got lots of free resources that I'm really happy to share Um, and check out the bigbangpartnership.co.uk for more of those thank you very much for joining me. I've enjoyed spending the time with you and I will see you next time. Bye for now.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Time Show, brought to you by Dr Joe North. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and access more completely free resources at bigbangpartnership.co.uk forward slash resources. We'll see you next time.